The Chris Hahn Show. Good evening, America, and welcome. This is The Chris Hahn Show. I'm your host. Chris Hahn, the truth is on the air, and truthfully tonight, America, I am live, and I'm taking your calls at 631-451-1039, that's 631-451-1039, Mike B's out again tonight, I got Dean behind the glass, Dean, what are you like, um, are you even a millennial, like, what do we call you when you're 19 years old, you're not a millennial, right, you're like a Gen Z, well, I just turned 21. So. Oh, you're 21. Yeah, just turned oh, 21. Oh, like well, let's ago. buy this guy a, a case of Budweiser. <laughs> He's going to have a long night. Uh, but but is 21 a millennial? I guess you're a millennial. Yeah, I would say so. I don't know, though. You might be the other one. You might be the next generation. I'd rather be the next generation. But I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I, we'll, we'll call you a millennial for now. I'm I mean, a, you could just call me Dean. That's fine. I mean, I'm a lot <laughs> older than you. How could you be the next generation? I'm a Gen Xer. I'm 46. You're... 21 but but i'm gonna start lying about my age i'm gonna start saying i'm 39 i don't i, I you know i know i shouldn't say that on the air because then people could look back and say well han said he was 46 in 2000 and uh whatever year this is 18 and uh you know and then five years from now when i'm saying i'm 43 uh people will be you know confused right or they'll they'll go to the videotape like they're doing with donald trump right now they're going to the videotape they're going to the audio tape i i think that uh we have to talk tonight america uh, 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation I'm live uh, 631-451-1039 uh, taking your calls and you can tweet at me at Christopher Hahn on Twitter uh, but we got to talk tonight about the President of the United States because uh, this week Tuesday was probably the worst day uh, any president since Nixon has ever had uh, the president's campaign manager was convicted on eight counts, and we learned today that he probably would have been convicted on all 18 counts had one juror uh, not abstained. And we learned this from a, a juror who was a uh, MAGA hat wearing Republican who said she voted to convict on all 18 counts because Manafort was clearly guilty. She went into that uh, trial thinking that the uh, Mueller investigation was a witch hunt. But she looked at the evidence, as jurors are supposed to do, and she made a decision that Manafort was guilty, and he was guilty on eighteen on eight of eighteen counts: bank fraud, wire fraud, uh, tax evasion, um, bad stuff, money laundering, bad, 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 bad stuff. But also at the same time, almost it was a mind-boggling day, America. A mind-boggling, mind-blowing day. At the same exact time, maybe ten minutes apart, the president's former lawyer Michael Cohen pled guilty to eight counts, including two of campaign finance violations, which he was, which he said under oath in court were directed by the president of the United States. They referred to the president as individual one, who later became president of the United States. But we know exactly who they were referring to, and so did the president, basically said as much on Fox News the next day to my friend Ainsley Earhart. Now, America, have we crossed the Rubicon? This is the question I am asking you tonight. 
Trump supporters, feel free to dial in 631-451-1039. People who were once Trump supporters, who may not be Trump supporters anymore, dial in. You could agree with me. You could disagree with me. I want to hear from you tonight about Donald Trump, 631-451-1039. Are you still with him? Is it time for us to start thinking about an exit strategy for the president? Now, I have said this before, and I'll say it again. I'm not out here right now calling for the president's impeachment. I'm not doing that because I, quite frankly, don't believe we're at a point where you'll get 67 votes in the United States Senate to remove him. And impeaching a president without a clear-cut removal strategy is a waste of political capital. I think the Republicans learned that in the 90s when they impeached Clinton in a way that he was absolutely never going to be removed by the United States Senate, ever. You need 67 votes in the Senate to remove a president, which means any kind of impeachment removal strategy must be a bipartisan strategy. And right now, the Republican Party uh, is still, although wobbly, in lockstep with the president of the United States. They are still supporting the president, even though it is pretty clear that at the very least, the Congress should be having hearings to determine whether or not this president committed a felony. He was called out in open court by a man very closely associated with him from committing, about committing a felony. And frankly, America, a couple of weeks ago, Michael Cohen released a tape which showed him and the president di- discussing one of those felonies before it happened. And then the president goes on Fox News and he talks to Ainsley Earhart. And he says, no, I paid Michael Cohen back later. I didn't know about it till after it happened. That is not true. We know this because of the audio tapes Michael Cohen himself released that has the president's voice on it discussing the Karen McDougal situation, where, which was count eight, I believe, of uh, that uh, Michael Cohen pleading guilty to the other day. Now, we also know that uh, Michael Cohen is cooperating. I mean, he look, the plea deal was not a cooperation agreement. It was a plea deal. But his sentencing's not till December 12th. And it appears to me, now, I look, I'm no expert on this. I am an attorney. I have practiced criminal law. But I'm not an expert on it. It's been a very long time since I worked in federal courts. Very, very long time. I would think, though, just from my observation, that there already is a cooperation agreement and it is under seal and it will be unsealed in December when he is sentenced. And the unsealing will lead to a lighter sentence to Michael Cohen because I don't understand why he would plead guilty to all eight of these counts so quickly without some sort of deal. He could have stretched this out a little bit, but there must be some deal. And I think the Southern District of New York wanted to get this out of the way before September so they weren't accused of interfering with the election, but they wanted to make it very clear that there were some serious crimes here and there were definitely serious crimes here. Not all of them pertain to the president, but two of them directly pertain to the president. And look, it's something that the president, Dean, the president should be absolutely concerned about. The president should be concerned about and Congress should be investigating. Congress should be investigating this. 
So I am very concerned about it. You got to pick that and find out who it is. Uh, is it or, or tell me? Uh, so I got a, I got a new guy here. Phones are ringing. I got to tell him it's these millennials. I'm telling you, <laughs> we lost them. All right, I call. They'll call back. They'll call back. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. If you want to be part of the national conversation, six three one four five one one zero three nine to be part of the national conversation uh, tonight. But the Congress should be concerned about it. Congress should be, at the very least, having a hearing to determine what to do or what actually happened to try to get to the proof. That is the Congress's job. They should get to the they should get to the truth of these things. Congress should determine what happened. And the American people should find out what happened. Now, whether or not the special counsel is holding Congress off, I don't know. But there should be a hearing right now. All right, 631-451-1039. I'm going to go to the phones. I'm going to go to Joe in Brookhaven. Joe, you're on the phone. How you doing? How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Are you still with them, Joe? What's that? Are you still with them? Wait, I'm, wait, of course. I'm with them. So if he committed a felony, are you still with them? I will never. No, there's no. Come on. He's got no involvement in this. Um, no crime. What there, there was a man. There was a man who went to court and okay. and attested under oath that right. he committed a felony at the direction of Donald Trump. And it is a man wait, who wait, four wait, months wait. ago, who wait a minute, four months ago on oh. Air Force One, the president was asked about the Stormy Daniels payout, and the president right. said, "Ask oh. Michael Cohen." Now, Michael Cohen, in connection with the Stormy Daniels payout, yeah. pled guilty. So. If we discover uh, uh, that there actually was a felony here, are you going to still be with them? No, there wasn't a felony. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said it yourself. It was a plea deal. Listen, you listen, Alan Dershowitz. It wasn't. A, it wasn't. Hasn't been litigated in court. You know. Oh, uh, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Somebody pled guilty, and the judge accepted it. It was. It was attested to in court. Joe, right. Joe, Joe, Alan Dershowitz has gone off the deep end. If somebody pleads guilty to it, there was a felony. He, Michael Cohen pled guilty to the felony that actually happened, and the president was involved. It was a crime. Well, Joe. Never even, it wasn't even a crime. Joe, don't you think Congress should at least look into it? Why? Why not? Isn't that their job? I mean, they spent three years investigating who wrote the talking points. Thanks for your call, Joe. 631-451-1039. Let me go to Carrie in Patchogue. Carrie, how you doing? You're on the air. All right. I couldn't wait to call you in. Cool. Oh, yeah? So what's cooking? Okay. Um, I'm with, with the other guy. I'm not sure yet. Wait a minute. This is Terry from Patchogue. My Carrie. millennial producer called it Carrie from Patchogue. I mean, he hasn't even listened to my, you haven't even listened to my show, Deke. Terry from Patrick's one of my regular callers, one of my favorite people, because she's really, she's like that juror. She's looking at the evidence. She's thinking about what to do here. This is my top person, Dean. I was being, I said, I asked, I said, Carrie. He wasn't listening to me. Oh, my goodness. You see what happens when Mikey P is not here? Mikey would have known it was you. You would have talked to Mikey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Terry, what's going on? Okay, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm undecided about all this. It's crazy, though, right? Yeah, I couldn't wait. I was waiting for your show. I couldn't wait to get to hear what you were saying about it. There so. is a lot going on in this world, Terry. And, you know, here's what I want. 
I want a Congress to actually get to the facts. I don't want to rush to judgment on the president and say that he's guilty, guilty, guilty. I know a lot of people are doing that. But I do think that the role of Congress, the role of Congress is to investigate and to hold the president accountable. No person is above the law in this country, and that includes the president. So I hope that you're with me on that. Yeah, I am. Well, Terry, I appreciate your call. Okay. Thanks Are for, you going to be on Judge this weekend? I'm going to actually be on, uh, I'm supposed to be on Laura Ingram tonight, right from this studio. So 10 o'clock, you can oh. tune into Fox, and I will be on the Judge this weekend at 9.30. So thanks for thanks for thinking of me, okay. Terry. Okay. I'll catch you soon. Right. Thanks a lot. 631-451-1039. Let me go to Joe in Rocky Point. I think he's been holding on longest. Joe, what's cooking? Hey, Chris. Well, I, I will agree with you, Chris. If this is a crime then the president should pay the price. Nobody is above the law. Nobody. Unless your last name is Clinton. But here's the problem, Chris. Then how come Congress isn't looking into the IT uh, guy from Debbie Washington Schultz? How is she still in Congress? Because that's a conspiracy theory that has never... That's a conspiracy theory. And trust me, if the Congress had a way to go after uh, Debbie Washington Schultz, the Republicans in Congress would go after her. But they don't. Because there's no crime. Oh, he guy took a plea deal really quickly and was rushing off. Well, there you go. He and took a plea deal and he went to jail. All right. And thank- here's the other. Well, we yeah. haven't found all the money either, Chris. Well, we don't know. He's got a congressional account. All right. I don't know what he's talking about. 631-451-1039. We're going to stay on topic tonight. The topic is the president of the United States and the guy that pled guilty to two felonies that involved the president of the United States. I want to hear your views on it. You don't have to agree with me, but don't, but stay on topic. 631-451-1039 is my number. Janet and Patchog, you're on the air. How you doing, Janet? Yes. Hi. 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 Um, I just, uh, I mean, I love him. I love Donald Trump. I love the way he looks. You love the way he looks. Janet, are you blind? Janet, no, listen, Janet, I'm in my late sixties. I could dream, can I? <laughs> you could dream I about love, him, I love, Janet. I love his Janet, voice. Janet, Janet. If you're gonna dream, Janet, if, is, if, is there something wrong with me? Janet, Janet, I really do love him, Janet. Love him. Wherever he goes, I shall follow. Janet, if you're gonna dream about a man, there are like. I don't know, 7 billion men on the planet that are better to dream about than Donald Trump, at least physically. I know, I know. Right? I mean, Janet, I mean, I'll send you my picture. I mean, I'm not the greatest looking guy in the world. I'm not. I mean, Dino on the other side of glass, he's 21 years old. You could dream about Dino. He's 21. He's got his whole life ahead of him. You could dream about him. He got a full head of hair. I mean, you know, I fell for him. <laughs> I can't help it. I love the way he well, talks, the uh, way he walks. But what if he, he's very presidential. But what he? if he what if he committed a felony, Janet? What if he actually committed I know, a felony? I'm weak. I'm weak. Okay, but Janet, don't you I think that the American people should know if their president's a crook? I think they should know. I think Congress yes, should but investigate. I for the women out there like me, and and I think I think um, I'm not the only one who who has to think. I, I don't think you. Him. I don't think you really he have a crush on him. Life. I think that you're you're just doing shtick here. I appreciate it though, because I'll be performing no. this Friday night down in Port Jeff at Theater Three. Friday night face off, ten thirty p.m. If you want to come on down, I forgot. I'm supposed to mention that every five minutes when I'm on the air on the nights. I'll be there tomorrow night uh, doing improv comedy. I won't be doing politics. Uh, I'm doing comedy, uh, and frankly, the only way I'll do politics is if it comes up on the thing. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the conversation. Let me go to Danny and Senator Riches. Danny, you're on the air. How you doing? Uh, very good. Th- I'd just like to know, what about Geitno? What about uh, Lynch? What about all of those guys? What do you, what, okay, 
we're talking about the president, and I don't play what about because that's what. Hold on a minute. That's what the KGB used to do when they would take over a country. They played what aboutism whenever somebody would call them out on their crimes. We're going to talk about the president no, tonight. Now, I, I don't care about those other things, and I think they're all conspiracy nonsense. Hold on, Danny. It goes uh, it's the conspiracy con. It's this conspiracy nonsense. It doesn't go two ways. They're not in office right now, and those are conspiracies that were never proven. But if you want to talk about the president of the United States and whether you're still going to be with them if he's a felon, let's talk about it. Are you still with them if he's a felon, Danny? Just want to go after him. What? Okay. I, no, I don't want to go after him. In fact, if you go back to the day after he got elected president and you look at the tapes of me on Fox News, you will hear me say, congratulations, sir. I wish you well. And I said it on Judge Nipiro that Saturday night, and I wished him I well. Know, but, but he has not done well by this country. Right. What he has done is he's used this office to enrich himself. He's used this office to punish his enemies, and he has not done well by this country. Absolutely. Look at look at the trade. I mean, the, what trade? You mean the, you mean the trade war we're in that's going to cause farms to go out of business? The we've trade been losing war. The trade war. What are you talking about? We've been losing. No, Danny. No, Danny. 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 You, Danny. You don't know what you're talking about. We're not losing the trade war. We had a trade deficit. The president acts like the trade deficits, like the budget deficit. The trade deficit is not money we owe America. The trade deficit is money we spend on foreign goods. And yes, we're buying more foreign goods than we're shipping overseas right now. We're buying more American goods, though, than we buy foreign goods. Let's be clear about that. We just don't export as much as we import. It's not a debt that we owe anybody. We're buying a lot of cheap televisions, radios, electronics from China, frankly. They're doing it cheaper. We used to buy it from India. We used to buy it from Taiwan and Japan. Now we're buying it in China. We still buy a lot of stuff from China and Japan. I mean, from Japan and Taiwan. But we buy a lot from China now because they've worked out a way to be cheap and beat us with their labor. By the way, that doesn't last forever. Like I said, it used to be we buy cheap TVs from Japan. We don't buy cheap TVs from Japan anymore. The TVs in Japan are actually pretty expensive now. We're buying the cheap stuff from China. And now that stuff's going to be more expensive. But we're also sending a lot of soybeans, a lot of corn, and a lot of other things to China. And the people in those industries are going to be very, very disappointed this year because of the president. Now, we talk about the steel tariffs and how we're going to, you know, the president's like, oh, I created 200 steel jobs. Well, you're going to cost probably 400,000 jobs by people who utilize steel from China and Mexico and other places that are now have that now have significant tariffs, they're going to cut back or they're going to ship those jobs overseas. We see Harley Davidson doing that right now. So, yeah, the president is losing on that. And on top of that, he may have committed a felony. He may have committed a felony. And that's the topic tonight, America. I, I don't want to talk about uh, some fake... Alex Jones, Sean Hannity, conspiracy theory about anybody but the president. I'm talking about the president, and I'm talking about what's going on in court right now. I'm not talking about what happened five years ago in conspiracy land. I'm talking about what's happening to our country today, right now. This is a problem here. 
And, and the tactic on the right is the same tactic the KGB used when they would take over, take over a country. You're using the wrong extra. That's the last one. And it doesn't start for 30 more seconds. <laughs> Where's Mike P? <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dean. Don't worry about it. Just cut it off. Cut it off. We'll, we'll use the right. Use something else. Use something else. <laughs> All the best stuff. You know, this is what happens in August, right? I get the guy who just got out of college. He's a good kid. I'm, I'm making fun of him. He's a good guy. And he's going to do that. That's a rejoin. But this is good, too. We could use it here. It's a bumper. Oh, it's a bumper? Yeah. It says bumper on it. All right. Yeah, it says Chris Hahn bumper. 631-451-1039 is my number. We'll sort it out during the break. You're listening to the Chris Hodge Show, and I'll be right back. The Chris Hahn Show. I'm live. I'm taking your calls at 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation. 631-451-1039. I got I got Dean the Millennial on the other side of the glass. He'll be taking your calls. Be nice to him. Uh, I don't know, Dean. I still think you might be a Gen Yer uh, or Gen Z or whatever they're calling the next generation. Because I, I have this guest, Carrie Sheffield, who's like the queen of the millennials, and she's like 35. Yeah, I mean, so... I was born in 97, so... I don't know, man. You better look it up. I don't know if you're a millennial. You I, might I be... I mean... I, you might be the next one. I might be, yeah, but I mean, shouldn't it just... Isn't it 2000s on, though, technically? 2000s on, yeah. yeah. You're you're 97. That's what I'm saying. So, but I guess because I grew up... In oh, you might be a Gen Xer. No, I thought millennials were born between, like, 1980... And well, maybe ninety. I don't no, know. I, I, I don't, don't know. Think, I definitely don't think it's the eighties. Ninety? I don't know. We got to find this out. I got. I got to do some research. We'll, I think we'll you know. What I think the, the problem is there are too many old people calling themselves millennials. Yeah. People in their thirties <laughs> who come on my show and say, "I'm a millennial." No, you're thirty six years old, Carrie. I mean, you might look. She looks like a millennial, but she's she's a you know. Anyway, six three one four five one one zero three nine. Millennial Dean will take your call. <laughs> Please stop calling me that. You Please. don't want to be millennial Please. Dean. No, just how Dean. about Dean, Dean the millennial? No, how about just Dean? Just uh, Dino. Just Dean. Just D- Dino could work. Dino. Dino. That, that works. Hey, Dino. What's going on, Dino? <laughs> hey there, Dino. All right. So we'll call him Dino. How's that? Dean on the other side of the gra- glass. We won't call him Dean the Millennial. Uh, that's that's too cruel, I guess. <laughs> uh, 631-451-1039 is the number if you want to be part of the national conversation. I will be performing improv comedy tomorrow night. 10.30 p.m. Theater 3, Port Jefferson. Uh, uh Friday night face off Long Island's longest, most successful comedy show. Been on, I think it's in its 16th year now. I actually joined the troupe in, in its like first year or second year. I wasn't in the first group. I was in the second group. Um, so I've been associated with that troupe for about 14 years. I'm not in it regularly anymore. I do it every you know couple of months. You hear me talk about it here. 631-451-1039 is my number. I should be on the Ingram Angle tonight, immediately following this broadcast. So get out of your car, run into the house, turn on the TV. I'll be sitting right here doing television if the camera guy shows up, which he just did. He just walked in. 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to be part of the national conversation. I'll be on Ingram tonight. I'll be on uh, Justice with Judge Janine on um, 
Saturday night. So 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to be part of the national conversation. Let's get back to work, America. Let's talk about what's going on in this country right now. Um, we've, got, we've got problems, and I want to know what you think about these problems. We got a president who may have committed a felony. At least one that we know of. You know, this guy Pecker from the National Enquirer was announced today that he has an immunity deal with the Southern District of New York. And it's also was discovered today that he had a safe full of all of the sordid details that they were involved with with Donald Trump, which begs the question, America, why, why is it? Why is it that so many people who work with Donald Trump keep tapes and memos and other evidence of their dealings with Donald Trump? Why are they so worried about being, I don't know, lack for a lack of better words, screwed over by Donald Trump? And if they're worried about being screwed over by Donald Trump, people who he has worked with, who he knows, who he's made money with, who have helped him in his career... If they're worried about it, shouldn't we all be worried about it? I mean, shouldn't every one of you who voted for him be worried about it? I mean, look, if you're a farmer in Iowa, I hope you kept a tape of his promises to you because he screwed you over. He screwed you over by by putting tariffs on China, which forced them to rea- you know to to retaliate by putting tariffs on soybeans. If you were a New Yorker who voted for him, didn't he screw you over by eliminating the state and local tax deduction from your federal taxes? I think he screwed you over. So, I mean, maybe we should take a lesson from all these people. And by the way, Dean, am I allowed to say screwed you over? I mean, you're a recent graduate, so you probably, this is all fresh in your mind, right? Yeah, I mean, you could. It's it's one of the radio words you could use. It's a word we can use. Yeah. They have a whole class on words. Uh, not really. Where'd you, you go, you, Stony Brook? No, I'm still, I still have a couple semesters left. What? Yeah. I'm You're not even a college? You don't even have a degree from five towns or anything? I'm, so, I'm at Westbury right now. Westbury, mm-hmm. good for you. But yeah, you could literally just Google it, what words you can and can't use. Yeah, but how do we know it's true? It could be fake it's, news, um, according th- to the president. Th- that's, <laughs> that's a good we one. Gotta get a me- we got to get a, a, a real reading on this. It's I, you could even I'm I'm sure FCC uh, has like an well I'm sure we'll be fine because I don't think Trump's going to go easy on me so yeah, we'll find yeah, out yeah. JVC <laughs> will be fine and then you know we'll figure it out uh, but yeah look let's say you're a New Yorker and you supported this guy didn't he just screw you I, I think he screwed you he passed this big tax reform which benefits really mostly the top one percent of earners in this country. But if you were deducting your state and local taxes, you are going to pay more tax next year. If you made less than $100,000 or between $100,000 and $150,000, you're going to pay more taxes next year. More, not less, more. Oh, and, and the cost of living has kind of been rising too. I don't know if you paid a gas bill lately, filled up your tank. A lot more money to fill up your tank. So any benefit you may have gotten from his... Uh, from his tax cut, which you, by the way, didn't get if you're a New Yorker because he screwed you. And this David Pecker character, who is the CEO of the media company that owns, among other things, the National Enquirer, who has done many things for Donald Trump, 
who has immunity from prosecution, has a big safe full of all the information that he has gathered through his many dealings with Donald Trump, whether it's covering up uh, sex he had with porn stars or Playboy models, or maybe it was a whole conversation about putting Ted Cruz's father on the cover of the National Enquirer two weeks before a primary, saying that he was two days before the uh, a primary, saying he was involved with the Kennedy assassination. Who knows? We're going to find out because prosecutors now have that information. And if prosecutors have that information, the American public eventually will have that information because it is our right to know because that is a public thing. But are you still with them? Are you still with this man knowing that everybody who's known him, Omarosa, Michael Cohen, many others have just felt the need to videotape their interactions with him because they're worried about what he might do to them at some point because they've seen him screw over everybody's ever dealt with. That's why they record him. That's why David Pecker has a whole safe full of material ready to incriminate Donald Trump. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation tonight. 631-451-1039. I'm live, and I'm taking your calls. At Christopher Hahn on Twitter, if you don't want to get on the phone, you can tweet at me, at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. Follow me there. Jeannie Zeno joining me at the top of the hour. I haven't had Jeannie on in a while. She's kind of a right-leaning moderate, I'd say Republican, uh, professor at Iona College, and I know that doesn't make sense to you that she's a Republican, but she is. She's, uh, I mean, maybe she's neither, but she's often on the other side of the debate with me on Channel 5, but then I go on Fox and they call her not a Republican. So anyway, 631-451-1039. Jeannie Zano joining me a little while, uh, taking your calls for a little while longer here. 631-451-1039. I, I, I think the big thing here is Congress. And what Congress will or will not do about this president. I think the Congress has to act. The Congress has to. The Congress has to make it very, very clear. That it will no longer tolerate this behavior from the president. And the Congress has to investigate the allegations against him right now. And the allegations against him are very serious. And, you know, in a couple of couple of weeks, probably two weeks now. Another trial will begin. Paul Manafort's other trial about all of his Russian collusion will begin in Washington, D.C. That's scheduled to begin very shortly. We still don't know what's going on with Michael Flynn. He was supposed to be sentenced this week, and then all of a sudden he wasn't sentenced this week because he's still cooperating with investigators. Gates has already pled guilty. Guilty. Gates was the deputy campaign manager and was involved through the transition with the president. Now, I'm going to be on Laura Ingram uh, in about an hour, top of the hour, 10 o'clock, right after the show. Literally, turn off the show, turn on your TV. I'll be on Laura Ingram with a guy named Jason Chaffetz. And Jason Chaffetz, when he was the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, spent two years investigating who wrote the talking points about Benghazi. Two years, just on like 
How did they say it was a video when it was uh, it was not the video? When it you know it wasn't just it wasn't a video. It wasn't not the video. It was a lot of things. Clearly, it was Al Qaeda and other terrorist organizations ginning it up. But they did use a lot of things to gin it up. They were so concerned that some white supremacist in the Midwest uh, couldn't make his anti-Muslim videos anymore that they wanted to demagogue and say, well, the administration blamed this video. Well, there were protests going on in the Middle East about that video. And when those protests went on in another part of the Middle East, in Libya, our ambassador was killed in Benghazi. And in the fog of war, for one day... The administration said it might have been that video that might have contributed to it. It was one line that Susan Rice said on a couple of interviews on Sunday morning shows, 48 hours, less than 48 hours after the incident happened. Meanwhile, six hours after the incident happened, the president and the secretary of state, who was Hillary Clinton at the time, went out on the White House lawn and said it was a terrorist act. But okay, we forget that. Jason Chafe has spent two years investigating that. Two years Now we have the president's campaign manager, his lawyer, his deputy campaign manager, his national security advisor, his uh, one of his foreign advisors, all pled guilty or were found guilty by juries. We have his lawyer under oath in court pleading guilty to a federal campaign crime, which is a felony and saying that he did this at the direction of the President of the United States. We have the President of the United States himself a day later going on television and admitting that he paid back Michael Cohen for doing that felony. That is an admission after the fact. An admission, sorry, admission against self-interest. Guys, where's Congress? I know they're out right now. I know that the Senate's in, but the House is out. Where are they? Who is the one Republican senator that's going to say, you know what, if we don't really investigate this, I'm going to give my vote to the Democrats so they could take the majority and grant themselves subpoena power. Where is the one Republican senator willing to do that? I mean, is this all about getting this ridiculous Judge Kavanaugh confirmed? This ridiculous, ultra-conservative, ridiculous human being confirmed as a judge? on the Supreme Court, is that all they care about? I mean, is that what the religious right cares about? Are they going to stick by this president who we know is a criminal, we know he's a philanderer? Used to be that if a president had an affair with a porn star, people would stop supporting him, right? I mean, the, the Republicans impeached President Clinton because he lied about an affair he had with an intern. And, and, and by the way, horrible. Absolutely horrible. He should never have had that affair. Uh, he and everybody who spat on Monica Lewinsky during the 90s owes her an apology. Dino was just born at the time, so he doesn't remember it. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying... There was an impeachment trial and then an attempted removal. And this is my warning to the Democrats. 
You can't go for impeachment without Republicans. You can't go for impeachment without Republicans. Right now, the country is split 50-50 on whether or not to impeach the president. 50-50. It's going to have to be more like 70-30 before it's a viable option. If 70% of the American people say impeach the president and you have 50% of the Republican Party going with you, then the Democrats can do it. 50% of the elected Republicans in Congress, I should say. Then you can impeach the president. But only then. You need 67 votes in the Senate to remove. So while I think that this president is definitely due for some scrutiny by Congress, some serious scrutiny, some serious Watergate-style hearings, under oath, televised, public hearings, which we have not had. I think he's due for that. I don't know that it's time to remove him or start calling for impeachment, which some people are saying, you know, I think I'm really into that right now. I think we should impeach the president. I am not of that mindset at the moment. I still look, I think we need a hearing. I think we need to find out what's going on. And then we could figure it out. Just moving right to impeachment before we have all the facts, before Mueller completes his investigation and issues his report would be a big mistake for the Democratic Party right now. 631-451-1039. Let me go to James in Calverton. James, oh, wait, hold, I'm not going to James in Calverton. I'm saying, hold on. Uh, I was going to go to James in Calverton. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. Let me go to James in Calverton. James, you're on the air. Um, yeah, um, where do you get this 50% of the people want him impeached? And and this happened before he was president. Fox News, so Fox News poll, as Fox News poll that came out yesterday had the polls are a bunch of lies. Don't you know that polls are no, lies? James. The, the polls are not lies. They did not lie during the general polls. election. That's a big Trump myth. Polls are a bunch of lies. No, the polls are correct. Polls. You can't prove. You cannot prove that. All right, this guy just wants to yell at me. There are polls, and the polls, even the polls in the election, which everybody says, oh, the polls were inaccurate. The polls were absolutely accurate. They were 100% accurate. Now, look, polls have a margin of error of plus or minus whatever. Donald Trump won in the margin of error. The national polls only had Hillary Clinton up by 2%. She actually won nationally by 2%. One and a half percent she won by. So all of these people saying the polls are nonsense, Trump says, don't believe the polls. All the state polls had it very close, razor thin, and the state polls weren't as accurate because there weren't as many of them. But polls are relevant. So all those people saying, forget the polls, forget the polls, forget the polls. No, the polls matter. And right now, there's a poll that says half, look, it's something like 48 to 48. It's in that line. But 59% of Americans, according to the Fox News poll that came out yesterday, 59% of Americans support the Mueller investigation. That's up 11 points from last month's Fox News poll. And that's the Fox News poll. 50%. We need to get to 70. We get to 70, then I say go for it. But until then, you can't. Impeachment can't be a partisan thing. 
Impeachment has to be a bipartisan thing where everybody says it's time to go. The reason why Nixon resigned, the Democrats were talking about impeachment for a year before he actually left. It's when the Republicans went to Nixon and said, time to go, buddy. We're going to be with them. That's when he left. So until we could get the Republican leadership, which, by the way, is a bunch of sheep still, they're a bunch of sheep still afraid of the base. They're afraid of guys like James. Uh, There's still a bunch of sheep. Until we could get that leadership to come around and say enough's enough. And believe me, I think there's going to be a point when they might. I have a little bit of hope. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mitch McConnell really is the devil. I don't know. And I think it's going to be harder after the Democrats take the House to get the House Republican leadership to come around because whoever's going to be leading that House Republican caucus is going to be one of the most extreme maniacs on the planet, probably as pro-Trump as you can get. But we have to get to a point. We have to get to a point where it's kind of, it's not just Democrats and independents calling for his removal, where there are legitimate Republicans calling for his removal. And until you get to that point, you can't have impeachment. All right, America, 631-451-1039. I'll be taking your calls at the bottom of the hour, but I got Jeannie Zeno joining me at the top. You listen to the Chris Hahn Show. Keep it where it's at. All right. I'm back. I'm live. I'll take your calls at the bottom of the hour at 631-451-1039. Don't forget, 10 o'clock right after this show, I will be on the Fox News angle at the, the Fox News channel on the Ingram Angle. Uh, Jason Chaffetz is guest hosting, the guy who spent two years investigating who wrote the talking points. We'll talk about what he thinks should be investigated right now, even if that's not what he wants to talk about. Uh, because he's a guest host, and I could be a little bit tougher on a guest host, right? Uh, the cameraman's laughing. Uh, 631-451-1039 is my number. Jason is a friend. I mean, we're both place kickers. We know a thing or two about moving the goalposts. Do you know what I'm saying? 631-451-1039. Don't forget to catch me there. I'll be on uh, Justice with Judge Janine on Saturday, 930, and I'm performing comedy tomorrow night, 1030 p.m., Friday night face-off down at Theater 3 in Port Jeff. Uh, come on down if you want to laugh. I won't be talking politics uh, uh, unless that's the suggestion you give, and then who knows what I'll say. Anyway, joining me right now is a good friend of mine who I haven't seen or talked to in, a, in about a year and a half at least. I think the last time we were on TV together, Jeannie, was the day Donald Trump got elected president uh, or was inaugurated, January 20th, 2017. But Jeannie Zeno, she's a professor at Iona College. You see her on Fox. You see her on Fox 5. You see her on Channel 11. You see her on I-24. She's a very, very, very strong political analyst and a good friend of mine. Jeannie Zeno, welcome to the show. 
It is so good to talk to you. I haven't talked to you in so long. I'm telling you. stuff you're doing. You are rocking it. The, the last time I think I saw you was we were both on with Ernie and Aston. Not Ernie and Aston. <laughs> we were on the, the, six o'clock, the 5 o'clock news on Inauguration Day. Oh my God! I think you're right about that. And look at how much has happened. Uh, we were like, we were like, well, maybe it won't be so bad. And uh oh, it's pretty bad. This has been a bad week, I have to say. I, I got to tell you now. I always describe you as somebody who's kind of like a right-leaning centrist, who you know probably voted more Republican than Democrat in her life. But you, you know, you, you you're basically an analyst, and you talk about what's going on. Have you ever in your lifetime, or even in the history of this country, seen anything like this before? No, and I'll tell you where that comes from because I'm a political scientist. So we study this stuff, and I have to say. You look back and you look for, you know, what could be similar to what we're living through. And, you know, you're always conscious. You don't want to say, oh, what we're living through is so bizarre and different from what happened in the past. Right. It's usually not. But in this case, we have a, you know, <laughs> it's hard to find a comparison to what is going on. And I have to say Tuesday alone with the two minutes between yeah. the guilty verdict and then also the plea deal was, you know, just out, outrageous it, to the, imagine that that could happen in two minutes in two separate courthouses. The funny thing is, is that I had something to do at like three o'clock. I'm like, I got to get back to my TV by four o'clock <laughs> to see the uh, the outcome of the Cohen uh, plea thing, which we all found out about like around two o'clock. But I had something I had to do at three o'clock. I'm like, all right, great. I'll be done by four. I'll turn on the TV in my office. I'll figure it out. So I turn on my TV at like five to four, and now all of a sudden, Matterport, and it, it, I've never seen anything like it. But but what I what I really don't get, and 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 this is where I want a political scientist on tonight. How come we have a Congress that is so feckless? I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I think you know it's interesting because we are still in primary season. You and I live in New York. New York doesn't even have its primary until September 13th. Well, yeah, that's um, the that's the state primaries, but the congressional the, primaries are all but over, right? The congressional right? primaries are all but over. But you, we are still in the season where you have Republicans who are very, very concerned that if they come out in any concerted way against the president, right. that they will have faced retaliation at the voting booth. And, of course, the math doesn't look good for Republicans in the House. It looks much, much better for Republicans in the Senate. Right. And so they do have to be very, very careful because, you know, they don't want to do or say anything that either depresses turnout amongst Republicans or increases turnout in favor of somebody else, another candidate. So they have to be careful. And, you know, one thing we have to say about President Trump, love him or hate him, is that he has a very good record in this primary season of picking winners amongst the Republicans. Right, he's but now they've got to go. Well. But now he's got they got to go stand before all the voters, and yeah. all the vote. You know, the vast majority of voters do not think that this man is doing good by them right now. No, and and you know it's funny because I was on Bloomberg earlier today, and I and people were saying you sound like all you're talking about is suburban women. But really what we're talking about in this election all comes down to women, and these are generally suburban, educated women. Right. And what has happened in the last week is that the president has done everything to turn them off. Right. You know, there was a Republican, I think, out in the Midwest who said, you know, 
paying off porn stars, indictments, all of these things, they turn off suburban women, and they absolutely do. Yeah. So even if you are a suburban female voter who wants, likes President Trump, likes the tax deal, likes the Supreme Court nominees, do you want to sit there explaining to your children why all of this is going on, porn stars being paid off, affairs, yep. lying, corruption? No. And so the problem for Republicans is in the House, they're defending these purple seats. They've got to really get their voters out. And this is a really big challenge for them when it comes to the women. And this is this election is going to be all about women. I think in and some so districts, I, I think in some districts, it's probably going to be an insurmountable uh, odds for them, because frankly, what I've seen in the polls, and you tell me if you agree with me on this, that even among people who like Donald Trump, they don't trust Donald Trump. And if you don't trust Donald Trump, and by the way, we see that in his personal life, and we'll get to that in a minute. If you don't trust him, you want somebody to kind of keep an eye on him for you, right? So clearly this Congress has been feckless and ineffective in keeping an eye on him. I mean, there's been no hearings on any of this stuff, of substance anyway. So, you know, they're going to want to put a Congress in there that's going to keep an eye and look out for them, just like David Pecker kept the safe full of dirt on Donald Trump should he ever need it because Donald yeah, Trump absolutely. is the kind of guy who turns on you and he screws his friends. So why do the voters I don't understand how Gene I don't understand how the voters don't see that the guy's screwing him them. Yeah. You know, I think the real problem of this last week has to do with the issue of corruption in Washington state. Yeah. You know, you look at it, what are what can the president and Republicans say they've done? They can say that they have passed this enormous tax cut, which many Republicans like. And yet, what is the problem here? The problem is, is they have cut taxes on the wealthy, and they are taking campaign campaign donations from the wealthy. Right, and then they're what spending they, it to fly their dog across the country. They're spending it to fly their dog. What is? Excuse me, not his dog, there? his pet rabbit. By the way. <laughs> It wasn't even a dog. Can't you just buy a rabbit when you get to the other side of the country? I mean, why do you need to fly a specific rabbit across the country? I don't want to discriminate against rabbits, but it is bizarre. It is the, it's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, and you look at the issue of health care. I mean, they didn't get rid of Obamacare, but what they did is they made the issue of pre-existing conditions, you know, a huge issue. Yeah. And what did they do? They took money from insurance companies. All of this corruption is what the Democrats can run on. Yep. If you're a Republican, you've got to be really, really concerned that that message is getting out. And the president who promised to you know, drain the swamp has done anything but yeah. look at the number of people indicted, convicted, and who have pled guilty. I think his idea of draining the swamp was to put more snakes in the swamp and hope that the water <laughs> wasn't, wasn't visible from the snakes. Now we basically have a swamp with no water and just nothing but snakes. <laughs> I mean, you're hard-pressed to imagine that somebody could be surrounded by, you know, what seems to be dirtier people. I mean, they are just, we came out of an administration, whether you like President Obama or not, which was fairly clean by, by these things. The president was not tainted by this type of corruption. And now we have Donald Trump. Right. And, it, it, you know, it really is a problem for Republicans in a midterm in which you are dependent on turnout. And not a lot of Republicans are animated to turn out because what are they turning out for? I mean, even his wife seems to have turned against him. Yeah. That's a bad sign. Very bad sign. And, you know, I always say this, you know, all of this talk about the Republican base and turnout. I, I for one, believe that the Republican base turns out 
They are very consistent voters. They show up and they vote. And you've got those people. Democratic base, on the other hand, is not that consistent. But they are so fired up to take out their anger on this president. They are showing up at everything. So it is a, you know, it's one of those things where you really, you got this base that's going to, um, that's gonna uh, gonna gonna show out show up for the Republicans, and the Democratic base is fired up, and it's gonna be bigger. I think. I do too, and you know we've lived through some local elections here. You can look in Virginia and elsewhere where you see a Democratic base turning out in local elections against the president of yeah. the state. In other words, you could have a really bad Democratic candidate, and they almost don't care because they want to send a message. Right. And it's this anti-Trump message, and that is a big problem for Republicans. And I absolutely agree. Republicans do a much better job turning out in midterms normally, but Donald Trump has done everything to rile up this Democratic base, and they are so energized that barring something bizarre, they're going to turn out in November to vote against Republicans. By the way, I'm talking to uh, Jeannie Zeno. She is a professor at Iona College. She's a major, major pundit. You see her all over the dial. Like She's on every channel. She's not like me. She goes everywhere. Jeannie is everywhere. She's smart. She's fun. She's on Twitter, at Jeannie Zeno on Twitter. I'll be taking your calls at the bottom of the hour at 631-451-1039, 631-451-1039 at the bottom of the hour. Don't forget to watch me at 10 o'clock right here. Uh, I'll be sitting in my studio. I'm going to change my shirt and put on a tie so that I look presentable. Uh, but I'll be in the studio doing Fox News at 10 o'clock uh, right from here. Uh, but 631-451-1039 at the bottom of the hour. Jeannie, you know, this, this is the thing. Like, I think the Democrat, I think Democrats are going to pick up seats they're not even thinking about right now. I think we're going to have our own Willie Gohmert. You know how the Republicans during that Tea Party wave elected guys like Willie Gohmert, who was just like a weirdo who never would have gotten elected to Congress <laughs> any other year, but now he's a congressman? I, I think we're going to elect our own Willie Gohmerts this year. What do you think? I, I think as well. I mean, you know, again, we never know because in the Republicans' defense, and let me put on my, like, right-wing hat, the economy is very good. Unemployment is very low. Consumer confidence yep. is very good. All of those things. But if Democrats play their cards right, and that's a big if, if they play their cards right, if they stay away from the issue of impeachment, if they focus on health care, if they focus on tax breaks for the wealthy, if they focus on corruption and Donald Trump, they could stir up this base. And I think you're right. I think they're going to get out people they never imagined. And I think we've seen some of that in the primaries with some of these, you know, further left-wing candidates. And yep. that can be a problem in the general. We're seeing in the polls. I mean, the yep. Pennsylvania races don't even look like they're races. And yep. in Texas, it looks like Beto O'Rourke could definitely make it close, if not win. And Texas. I mean, Chris, it's Texas. <laughs> I know. Well, look, to, in, 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 in defense of Texas, they do have Ted Cruz, who probably is the most vile human being on the planet uh, as their senator. And frankly, I also think Ted Cruz, we, all, we talk about this dossier, Jeannie, and I've been saying every time it comes up on Fox News, they say, we should have a hearing about the dossier. I go, we should have a hearing on the dossier because I want to know which Republican presidential candidate funneled money through the Washington Free Beacon to start the dossier because that's how it began. Yeah, no, absolutely. My money's on Ted Cruz. <laughs> Do you have any evidence of that? I have no evidence other than the fact that the guy is a weasel. And it sounds like something he would have done. He would have. It, 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 it just. 
you, <laughs> look, he, he, the guy was saying that his father uh, was involved with the Kennedy assassination, and, and then he said his wife was like a pig or something. Why wouldn't he do that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who started, but I do think it's a big question. And, you know, I think it'll be curious to see if we learn anything from Mueller on any of that. Because, yeah. you know, so far, we don't really know, you know. And I think that's another question. When does Mueller come down with all of this? I think it's going to be after the election, of course, but we don't know. I think so, too. Well, I think Mueller might come out with a report next week, frankly. <laughs> Just Do think, you really? Oh, I, I think, I think that, I think, that, and oh, by the way, I also don't think that the election rule counts here because the president is not on the ballot. You know, I mean, yeah, and, and frankly, point. if there was such a rule, uh, Jim Comey ended that rule. So there is no more rule. The rule but now is, is the, the prosecutor is not subject to politics and shouldn't be, be bound by some political calendar. Now, I, I think, frankly, that he will respect the political calendar. But I think September 1 is probably a little bit too soon. I think maybe September 30th uh, is probably the right time, especially since the president's not on the ballot. But who knows? We should, yeah, we're going to look. The, yeah. the Manafort's trial starts in September. We're going to hear all sorts of stuff during that trial. I know. And one of the interesting things, they said that the, the prosecutors in, in with the, the Cohen issue were saying they got to do it now or they're going to have to wait till after the election. So they were paying close attention yes. to the calendar. Yes. So I wonder what's going to happen next week in the next two weeks, right? Who knows? Every minute you wake up, it's something it's, it's something different and crazier than you ever imagined. Right, <laughs> right. But I mean, even but even without a report. The, the Manafort trial is going to have all sorts of juicy stuff going on. And now, let me ask you, do you think that he, he cops a plea at some point, or do you think he's going to hold out? I think he's going to cop a plea. Okay. I, I think mean, he's going to cop a plea, and he's going to pretend to cooperate for a couple of months to get past the election, and then maybe he won't cooperate, and the president will pardon him. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear various things. I thought he should have, uh, you know, coped a plea a long time ago. He's facing life in prison, obviously, at this point, let alone with the next trial, which is even worse for him. He won't go to prison because this criminal president is going to pardon his criminal campaign manager. But he can't pardon him from the state charges. No. Well, the state charge, the state charges, he hasn't really even faced the state charges yet. Right. Yeah, it's, not it's, yet, but he will. And yeah. So I think that's where the big challenge is going to be, you know, and you look at Cohen and the concern he had about his wife and the fact she was on those tax you know, what they had submitted in terms of taxes. Right. I think family's got to be a big concern for these people if you're facing life in federal prison. Yeah, yeah. It is a very, 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 it is a very, very, very interesting time to be a pundit, don't you think? Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, it's crazy. We also do think, I mean, as much as it was a big week in terms of those two, you know, the conviction and then and then the, the plea, this didn't even start to touch the Russian collusion issue. And I think the president is right about that. And when we get to the point of something touching that, I think that's when we're going to see maybe a turn to your earlier point in terms of Republicans yeah. in the Senate and the House. You know, it didn't touch the Russian collusion, but it did touch corruption, right? Manafort was convicted oh, on one of those absolutely. bank charges where he was trying to extort money from the bank or a loan from the bank in exchange for a cabinet post. The guy wanted to be Secretary of State. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely. It touched corruption absolutely without question. But yeah. we, ha we have to say it did not touch Russian collusion in and of itself. And that's where I think you may see some break off from Republicans. At least I think we might.
Yeah, I hear you on that. And I think we're going to start seeing some Russian collusion stuff with the Manafort trial. So what do you think, what are you watching for over the next two months, Jeannie? I mean, I'm sure I'll have you on before then, uh, but what do you think, you know, what should people be watching for, looking out for, to see if there really is a blue wave or even a blue tsunami? You know, I think at this point, and it's interesting, historically, the numbers are baked in for a midterm at this point. But of course, nothing seems to follow suit in the Trump era and right. in, this, in, in this time we live in. So I think what we need to be watching for is, number one, if we see Democrats fundraising at the levels they have been, and this is something we don't hear a lot about in the press, right. but the Democrats have been doing very well. They've been out fundraising even incumbents in, in these House races. Even incumbents. And that is a big, big issue because... As much as we hear about the Ocasio-Cortezes of the world and people coming out of the, you know, out of nowhere, right? Money matters. Yeah, it's so the mo- it's the mother's milk of politics. <laughs> the mother's milk. So I think number one, you watch the money, and I think number two, you watch and see if you start to see some reticence amongst not just elected Republicans but Republican pundits and analysts, and we've seen some of that already, where they are holding back. And just as an example. The report that Republican campaign managers and others were telling Republican women, do not run this year. This is not a year for you to run. Right. That is a big, big sign that they feel that turnout is going to be depressed, even for those who might otherwise have a good shot. So I think you look at those kinds of signs, and we're going to see probably a blue wave. But I would tell you, I think we will see the Democrats take the House. I don't think that the, the Republicans will lose the Senate. I think the map is so hard for Democrats. Yeah. Republicans are likely to hang on. And we are going to be facing a divided U.S. government. And if we thought nothing got done in the last two years, we can bet nothing is going to get done in the next No, two you'll years. have one, ha- one, one chamber investigating the president all day yeah. and the other chamber praising the president all day and confirming his judicial nominees. And not doing the business of the people. And I think that is the biggest story. Yeah. You know, we don't talk about it. Why don't, you know, why isn't there one honest Republican in the Senate that's going to cross over and give the Democrats subpoena power right now? I don't understand why that hasn't happened. You know, it's a great question. And I think the only bravery we've seen yet amongst Republicans has been those people leaving office. Well, you know, they're leaving office. They should say, you know what? Enough's enough. We got to have a hearing on this tomorrow. And I'm going to walk across the aisle and give them, I'm going to give them the info. I'm going to give them the ability to do that. Yeah. And and we haven't seen that yet. But I do think a lot is going to depend on what happens in this midterm. If Republicans suffer. It's going to be bad. All right, Jeannie, I got to let you go here, but where are you going to be? Where can people find you? Oh, I'm going to be all over the place. I've been doing a lot of Bloomberg lately, a lot of I-24, a lot of Fox, and I'm going to be watching you on Fox at 10 o'clock tonight. You are the best, Jeannie Zeno. Follow her on Twitter, at Jeannie Zeno. Taking your calls, other side of this break, 631-451-1039. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show. I'll be right back. conservatives crazy since the day he was born the chris hahn show back i'm live taking your calls at 631-451-1039 for the rest of the way 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation don't forget right after this show at 10 o'clock i will be on the ingram angle 
Turn off your radio, turn on your TV. I'll be on Fox News literally right after 10 o'clock uh, this evening. I'll be on the Justice with Judge Jeanine Pirro show at uh, 10.30 uh, excuse me, 9.30 on Saturday night. And uh, don't forget, I'm doing Friday night face-off this Friday. If you like comedy, it's not politics. It's fun. We all need to laugh, okay? Take a break from all the nonsense in the world. Come on down to Friday night face-off. Theater 3 Port Jefferson, uh, 10.30 p.m. on Friday night. 631-451-1039. Let me start with Steve in Smithtown. He's been on hold for a while. Steve, how you doing? Thanks for waiting. Yes. How you doing, man? You're on the air. I'm on the air right now. You are on the air right now. I know it's been a long wait. I thank you. I appreciate it. What's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is why do you liberals hate so much us conservatives? I don't hate anybody. Steve, let me just be, let me start right now. I don't hate you at all. And I don't hate the president. But what I do but, love is uh, America but, and the rule of but, law. And I will tell you right now, the rule of I, I will tell you right now, I also love our Congress and our, our Constitution and our system of checks and balances, which is broken down right now because we have a, hap, a feckless Congress that is not providing a proper check on the president who is running roughshod over it. But Hillary... Uh, it's not about Hillary tonight, Steve. We're not talking about Hillary. I know you've been holding for a long time. I am done with the... I'm done with the... I'm done with the what about, Steve. And I know you've been holding for a long time, so I'm not going to cut you off right away. But you want to talk about something other than Hillary, I'm happy to talk to you about it. No, he's got nothing. 631-451-1039. I'm glad he waited for 25 minutes to talk about Hillary. Uh, but I'm not playing the Hillary game. I feel bad cutting the guy off. He waited for 20 minutes. I'm not going to have dead air. Right, right, Dino. I mean, Dino's 21 years old, still in college. He's still an undergraduate, and he knows that dead air is a bad thing. By the way, America, you should look at Dino as a success story. He's already got a lucrative career in radio, and he's 21 years old. What are you doing with your life? Dino is up. Dino is the. Uh, I guess you're the second string producer of probably the most profitable show uh, in the JVC network, the Chris Hahn show, which is soon to go coast to coast. By the way, we got big things coming, baby. Big things coming and dino is our backup guy 21 years old he wouldn't wait on on hold for 20 minutes to say what about what about anyway five minutes just to say that 25 minutes to say what about hillary 631-451-1039 let me go to alex in hampton bays alex how you doing hey chris how are you i'm doing great man what's on your mind uh i honestly like you i I don't know if you remember me or not but we we disagree, but I can't believe that you brought up the the fact that uh, Trump's going to pardon Manafort. He's gonna. I mean, he's I, gonna do it. He said it on Fox. He said that, as much. That, that's. I absolutely agree with you on that. I, I. But you also brought up the fact that he you think that the Russian collusion thing is going to come up on that. I think and that the I Russia collusion thing is going to come up at the next Manafort trial. I think it kind of, you know, it kind of came up. It, the Russian collusion thing did not come up in this trial unless you point to the fact, uh, unless you understand the fact that well, the man. Ellis said that not to mention it. Well, the, the man, but the man, you know, the, the money that was being laundered was money he got from Russian oligarchs, right? So that's part of the Russian collusion thing that happened in well, the first Manafort thing that Judge Ellis. Said not to mention yeah, he said, do not say the word oligarch. Uh, he didn't yeah, say, don't say Russian collusion. He didn't want him to say oligarch, and they didn't say Russian collusion, but they did talk about money from rich Russians. So, but this is also well, that's the same thing. You know, this is a, this is a trial that they didn't have enough evidence from ten years ago. Well, one of the charges, one of the, the only difference was that Gates testified. One of the charges. You know? 
one of the charges they had at this trial was connected to the election. Everybody says, oh, it's 10 years ago. It wasn't necessarily a Trump thing, and I'm not blaming Trump for this, but Manafort was trying to sell a, a position in the cabinet to a banker in Chicago, and he did get convicted on that count. And it's a, it's oh, a. Oh, I, I think Manafort is guilty. <laughs> well, Alex, Alex, but it has nothing to do with Trump. Alex, my mother used to always say this to me. I don't know if you recognize it. You will know them by the company they keep. It seems to me that the president has surrounded himself with some pretty bad people. Ooh. And whether okay, you, well, you got then you got Manafort worked on Reagan's Reagan's campaign. Yeah, you got to say Reagan. Reagan was a scumbag. Well, I mean, look, I mean, it, Reagan was a long time ago. Right. It's been 35 years since Reagan. So things, people change, people change in 35 years. What'd you say? He worked on Bush number one's campaign too. He's worked on a lot of campaigns, but Alex, I appreciate your call. Thanks for calling in. 631-451-1039, 631-451-1039. Let me go to John in Medford. John, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing there? I'm doing great. What's cooking? These guys with the security clearance. They use the, you, you know what they do with that security clearance? Are they going to lift it? These guys make a lot of money on the side with that security well, clearance. Well, I look, that, that John, on. John. Do you like that? John, I, here's Is the thing. True? John, here's the thing. I don't know what these people are using their security clearance for. If they're using it improperly and for improper things, there's a process. Hold, hold on, John, 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 hold on. Don't make me put you on hold. There, there's a process that people go through to have their security clearance removed. The president just doing it because he doesn't like something somebody said on television is not American. It's what they do in banana republics. Now I'll let you respond to that, John. That's collusion. <laughs> he doesn't listen. He's not listening. 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451. I'll be on the Ingram angle in, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes. So uh, as soon as my show ends, as soon as you hear me say goodnight, thanks for listening, America, that's when you turn on the Ingram angle. Jason Chaffetz is guest hosting. I'm doing it right from my radio studio, although I did change. I'm not in my regular radio attire right now. I put on a jacket and a tie and a white shirt. Usually I'm here in a T-shirt and a hat. Uh, put a little powder on this time because I've looked a little raw on the uh, radio show appearances, as I've been told, by, uh, by my representation. So I am trying to do my better, uh, doing a better job at that. But 631-451-1039. Should I give this guy another chance, Dino? What do you think? I don't think you can. He didn't seem remorseful. You know what? Yeah, try it. Try it. Well, what see. was he saying to you? You were on. You were on with him He's for a while. He's still screaming about the same stuff. But give him another. Chance. Is he going to say Hillary when I pick him up? Uh, he's still talking about it. Give him I don't want to talk though. about Hillary though. That's I made it clear he doesn't want to talk. I mean, he held on for twenty five minutes. I, that's what I'm saying. He, he I feel bad about it. Give right, him another not, chance. I'm, what's his name chance. again? Um, uh, I don't even know. He was screaming right, the whole time. Hey, I forgot your name. You're on the air. Uh, I'm Stephen. Stephen. I am. Yes. Stephen from from so, uh, from from Sound Beach? From Smithtown. Stephen from Smithtown. I knew it was an S. All right, yeah. Stephen. Yes. We could talk about Trump. We could talk about corruption with Trump. We could talk about Manafort and Cohen and what, anything you feel about it. Why are you so much in the corruption of Trump? And because because John, because Stephen, he's the president of the United States. It's the so most. He's the president of the United States, and he's doing a great job right now. Okay, but he's you think that even if he's doing, let's say he's doing water. a good job, but couldn't we have a guy who does a good job and is not committing felonies to cover up uh, relationships with porn stars? Well, why, why, blank, blank of the person that I said before? <laughs> I'm not going to say that name. I'm going to give him an why extra. I'm going to give him an extra thirty seconds because he was funny. 
before she started. I am not talking about her. And all the stuff you're talking about, Stephen, is just nonsense conspiracy theory. There have been 11 congressional. There's been 11 congressional hearings about Hillary Clinton, and they all come back with the same conclusion. No corruption. 11. The FBI investigated her for three years. I'm going to be on TV in 10 minutes with Jason Chaffetz. Do you know who Jason Chaffetz is? Dino, do you know who he is? Nope. You weren't listening to the show that you were producing earlier tonight? Nope. (laughs) Millennials. Jason Chaffetz was the chairman of the House Oversight Committee during the Obama years. He spent three years investigating Hillary Clinton and investigating who wrote the talking points on Benghazi. Three years. And his report came back with nothing to see here. Republican. Spent three years. Thought he was going to catch her. Didn't. Now I got yahoos waiting on hold for 25 minutes to say, what about Benghazi? What about her emails? America. This man is accused pretty credibly at this point. Of a felony. The president. Let's talk about that. This is important stuff. It is important, important stuff. I don't understand. I don't understand this desire to go talk about things that we talked about for eight years. Obama and Benghazi and Hillary and blah, 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 blah. Email scandals. We want to go back in time and talk about the same nonsense. The same exact nonsense. I got another guy. He hears me going crazy. He calls and says, I want to talk about Hillary too. I'm not talking to John from Medford about Hillary. Sorry, John. You could stay on hold if you want. I hope you have unlimited minutes on your phone. Uh, We got to get a sponsor, Dino. We got to get a sponsor with unlimited minutes like AT&T. We need a big Verizon, something big, one of the big ones. Um, I don't get it. I mean, all of the evidence we have seen, we have a guy who was the president's lawyer, Michael Cohen, who under oath said the president directed him to commit a felony, directed him to commit a felony. The attorney general of the United States is suing the Trump foundation in civil court, mind you, in New York over the use of that foundation and how they use it as a piggy bank. Now, America, there are issues here. We need to be investigating this president in Congress, in open sessions of Congress, like the Republicans did to Obama for eight years. Never once was he indicted. Never once was there a special prosecutor appointed. Never once was there a whiff of real scandal during the Obama administration. A lot of made up, Alex Jones scandals, but no real scandals during the Obama administration. So the question we have, I got all these guys, they want to have, they want to have rematches. Everybody's calling in with rematches. Didn't I hang up on James from Calverton earlier? I mean, it's like, it's like, yeah, he wants to talk about how the polls are wrong. Um, James, here's what I want James to do. Dino, you could tell James this just in case he's not listening, but after you get that other call, I mean, we got a million. Use what you tell James. 
And James probably could hear me on the replay over the uh, over the thing. James, I want you to go read 538.com's analysis of the 2016 election, okay? Uh, 538.com is not a partisan, it's not a partisan paper. It's a statistics paper, okay? Read 538.com's analysis of the 2018 election, and once you read it and you have that down pat, then we'll talk about it, all right? 631-451-1039. Let me go to John from Sable, who I think is on line one. <laughs> I'm going to go to John from Sable. John, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing? I'm the doing... Obama administration was... Oh, the... he lied about you his name to get again? through the screener. Dino, you got, you got, you got fooled. <laughs> Should I take James from Calverton? I'll just take him. Why not? James, I'm going to just take you. I don't know if you heard what I said, but you got to go sorry? read 538.com's analysis of the 2016 election and the polls, the polling in it. And then call back next week and we'll talk about it. I'm asking him about it. He said 50% just recently were for the impeachment and 50% against. I want to know. Go read those things. You're talking to Chris. It's me. I'm not Dino. Can't you tell the difference? I have a smooth radio voice. God. I mean, I do. I had a smooth radio voice at the beginning of the show, but I've been yelling at people for the last 15 minutes because they're out of their mind. It's, it's not even a full moon tonight. It's not even a full moon tonight, Dino. It's not even a full moon. I got crazy people calling in. I got a camera staring me in the face. These lights are hot. You know, America, I am suffering for my art tonight. And I got people calling in who haven't read and who don't understand polling and Ly- the margin of error. Lying as names. Lying as their names. Lying. <laughs> you know, you know, they're lying. I mean, I, they fi- I guess they figured if the president of the United States could call radio shows and lie and say he's his, his, uh, his agent, then, you know, because the president has done that, America. We have elected a man, president of the United States, who used to call into radio shows as somebody else. By the way, is that Pete Holmes? Guy looks like Pete Holmes. Ask that guy if he's Pete Holmes. Um, Pete Holmes, the comedian, might have just walked by my studio. I'd be like, get him in here. I only got three minutes left. Uh, But we have a president of the United States who has lied about his name to people on the phone. And now I have callers who are accolades of the president of the United States lying about their name to get on with me. So this is like one of those things that we really have to work out here, America. We have to start thinking about the real truth of what goes on in the world and seeking it, which is what I ask you to do week in and week out here. Seek the truth. I mean, don't tell me that the polls are are the problem here. The polls were correct. They were absolutely correct. There's a margin of error. The president was within the margin of error in most state polls. Anyway, I have time, I think, for one more call. Let's hope this guy's not lying to me. 631-451-1039. Let's go to Donald in Washington. You're on the air. Hello, this is uh, is Donald Trump here. You know, I'm going to give you an A. What's going on here? I'm going to give you an A for I'm going to give you an A for effort for this one. Okay, I'm going to give you an A hey, for effort. <laughs> come on, man. What's going on here? His his if his impression was better, I would have I would have definitely gone with that. I would have kept that going for about 15 minutes. The guy, do me a favor. I think that was Joe from uh, from Brookhaven. You got to work on your Donald Trump. I mean, my Donald Trump's not that good. 
I, I, I try. I could do the I could do the face. I could do this. I could. It's just not that good. Tomorrow night I'll be at Friday Night Face Off, and probably in the quick quick challenge at the end, somebody will ask me to do a Donald Trump impression. I can't do it. I, I do it on the radio a little bit, but I can't really do it live. I do a. We're gonna have the best people. We're gonna do the best thing. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's amazing. You know, I, Steve Zegers could do it because he could do the whole face and make it look like he's Donald Trump. I can't do it. So come down to Friday Night Face Off tomorrow night. Watch me on Laura Ingram. In about five minutes, turn on Laura Ingram. I'll be on there. Uh, I'll be on Janine Pierre on my regular spot, 9.30 Saturday night. And now I got to remind you all to seek the truth. There you go. Question everything. Question everyone, even me, America. Seek the truth. I know it's out there. And I'll know you find it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. Been a wild night, America. It's going to get wilder before it stops. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening. If we all light up, we can scare away the dark. Wish our weekdays away, spend our weekends in bed. We drink ourselves stupid and work ourselves dead and all just because that's what mum and dad said we should do. We should run through the Chris Hahn Show podcast is recorded live at 103.9 FM in New York at Long Island News Radio. This podcast was sent to Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Joe Tex. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Peter Hargarden, the senior producer of podcasts here, and on behalf of everyone who worked on the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more about Chris and to find out about his upcoming television appearances, follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hahn and at ChristopherHahn.com. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com. 